You're listening to Comedy Central. September 26, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. tonight is an activist and one of the stars of The Good Place. Jamila Jamil is joining us, everybody. <laughs> also on tonight's show, America is sending a dead body to Egypt. You'll never have to sit next to a baby on an airplane again. And Donald Trump is getting impeached. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's a, a lot of Trump fans in the audience. All right, let's catch up <laughs> on today's headlines. First up, some exciting news from the world of history and art. New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art has sent a stolen antique back home. The Met has returned the gold coffin of an Egyptian priest. Turns out it was smuggled out of Egypt after the revolution in 2011. The coffin dates back 2,000 years. Prosecutors say forged documents were used to sell it. Wow. The Metropolitan Museum had a gold coffin that was smuggled out of Egypt. Not only that, it was smuggled in someone's ass. That is not easy. <laughs> I also love how the museum was like, but they used forged documents. How are we supposed to know this 2,000-year-old Egyptian coffin belonged to Egypt? How should we have known? <laughs> like, what kind of documents does something like that even come with to fool you? Like, did the guy pull out a rock with an owl and eye eyeball and <laughs> just be like, you see, I've got the receipt. <laughs> and by the way, whenever I see this image, I always think to myself, like, why don't we bury people like this anymore? Not the gold part. Just like, like the painting the face on the coffin. I think that's cool, you know? I want to be buried like that. Yeah, because when you die, your face is always so sad. It's always like, you know? Yeah. I think they should repaint our faces on the front of the coffin, you know? So then, like, when you die, you're there, and then, like, what they do is they close your coffin face on top of your other face. Because then you can have a cool face, because it's like death face, and then the other face is like, mm-hmm, I'm dead. I'm dead. All right, let's move on. If you've ever lost something, please don't give up hope because Iceland just recorded one of the craziest lost and found stories of all time. Interesting story about an iPhone which fell from an airplane. It was found a year later with a recording of that fall. Pilot was flying over southern Iceland in summer 2018, trying to film a flooded river. When filming, he accidentally dropped the phone. Oh, there it goes, right out the open airplane window. Down, 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 and then thud. Hmm. All right, he tried to find the phone afterwards, but had no luck. Over a year later, a landowner called the pilot saying people out for a walk had discovered that phone. Wow, that is unbelievable. The guy dropped a phone out of a plane and it still works? But somehow I dropped my phone from the toilet to the ground and it shatters into pieces? <laughs> that is some bullshit. <laughs> you know what would be funny? is if that pilot was trying to get rid of the phone, right? You never think of this. What if he was in the plane with his girl and he got a text message and she's like, who's Stephanie? And he's like, ah! <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> now, a year later, she's like, so, who's Stephanie? <laughs> he's like, ah, I dropped it on the bathroom floor. All right, and finally, if you love flying, but you hate crying babies, well, then maybe you should be flying to Japan. 
Japan Airlines is coming to the rescue of travelers who don't want to sit near a crying baby. Japan Airlines seat selection map now shows where babies will be seated on upcoming flights. This is good news for parents traveling with children as well, since they can try to congregate around fellow travelers with babies who won't mind being around them. Yes. Yes. What a genius move. Japan Airlines will show you where the babies are on a plane before you book your seats. It's the best invention in flying since the seat back tray. Yeah. Yeah, because before the tray, when you asked for orange juice, you just had to be like, yes, please, yeah. <laughs> I, I love this idea. I wanna see where the babies are on a flight because there's nothing worse than thinking you're gonna sleep on a plane, but then you realize you're sitting next to a tiny, crazy person because that's what babies are. Just a tiny, crazy person just screaming and shitting themselves. Ah! Then they eat their feet. What are you? <laughs> I also hope this means more babies will sit next to each other. Yeah because that's the only way you can ever get a baby to stop crying. Have you ever been around babies, right? Like, there's one baby crying, and then have you noticed when a baby sees another baby crying, like, they'll be like, ah, and then another baby will be like, ah, and they'll be like, whoa, what's going on there? <laughs> they'll be like, this, this person's weird. Is, this, is that, is someone gonna deal with this? So I love the idea. I also don't think we should stop there. Yeah, I don't just wanna know where the babies are on a plane. I also wanna know where the dude who snores is gonna be on the plane, all right? <laughs> I wanna know where the person who gets up and goes to the bathroom five times an hour is gonna be on a plane. And I definitely wanna know where the people who talk to you the whole flight are gonna be on the plane, <laughs> all right? Talking is for the runway. Once we get over 10,000 feet, you shut up. I'm not your friend. <laughs> we talk here, how are you now? Oh, where you fly? Cool, to, uh, seat belt sign. When that goes off, your mouth goes off as well. <laughs> so congrats to Japan Airlines for letting me see the seats with the crying babies. And congrats to Spirit Airlines who have announced a new feature that lets you see where the adults will be crying. <laughs> Spirit Airlines, you wish you were sitting next to a baby. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. Impeachment. It's the congressional version of the morning after pill. It's now been three days since Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House and woman who hands out tums on Halloween, announced formal impeachment proceedings into President Trump. So let's catch up on all the latest updates with our ongoing segment, The Fantastic, Absolutely Tremendous Road to Impeachment. The only thing they can impeach me for is for having created the best economy. No other president should ever have to go through. It's probably presidential harassment. It is safe to say this has been one of the wildest weeks of Donald Trump's presidency. And that includes the week he got fake dreadlocks and spoke like a Jamaican for a press conference. <laughs> Remember that? That shit was crazy. It was like, damn Mexicans, be steady coming over the wall. Me want send them back, 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 back. <laughs> well, this week was crazier. On Monday, the Ukraine scandal blew up. On Tuesday, the Democrats opened an impeachment inquiry. On Wednesday, the transcript of the call came out. And today, the big news is that the secret whistleblower complaint that kicked this whole thing off has finally been released. Major breaking news in the impeachment investigation into President Trump. The House Intelligence Committee has just released the whistleblower complaint. This is the second paragraph of that complaint from the whistleblower who says, in the course of my official duties, I have received information from multiple US government officials that the President of the United States is using the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 US election. That's right. The whistleblower's complaint has accused the president of soliciting foreign interference in America's election, which is really bad for Trump. What's even worse is that this entire complaint is only nine pages long. 
which means people might actually read it. <laughs> Hell, if it had a few pictures, Trump himself might even read it. Because <laughs> you, guys, you guys don't remember, but that was one of the big problems with Robert Mueller's report. It was like 500 pages. Nobody wants to read 500 pages. You could give me the secret to eternal life, but if it was 500 pages long, I'd be like, yeah, I'll just die, it's fine. I, <laughs> yeah, just bury me in a gold coffin, I'm fine. <laughs> now, this document reiterates a lot of the things we already saw in the transcript of the Trump-Ukraine phone call, but it also goes beyond that. Like, you know how Trump and his allies keep saying there was no pressure to Ukraine, there's no pressure on them to investigate Biden? Well, the whistleblower's complaint says differently. There was an understanding with Ukrainian officials that to get a meeting with President Trump, they had to play by some ground rules. And those ground rules dealt with having to talk about the Biden investigation. When you go to the whistleblower complaint, it says multiple U.S. officials told me the Ukrainian leadership was led to believe that a meeting or a phone call between the president and President Zelensky would depend on whether Zelensky showed willingness to, quote, play ball, George. That's right, according to the whistleblower, Trump refused to even speak with Ukraine unless they agreed to play ball and investigate Joe Biden. And this must have been confusing, right? Because to Ukraine, play ball means soccer. (laughs) But to Trump, play ball means chasing the meatball that fell out of his sub. (laughs) I'll get you, meatball! I ate your family, I'm coming for you! (laughs) Now, Trump and his defenders are saying that the whistleblower's account is fake. All right, because they say that the whistleblower is basing all of this on secondhand information. He didn't hear the calls and he hasn't seen anything himself. They also point out that the president of Ukraine himself said yesterday that he never felt any pressure from Trump. Although, if you actually watched the Ukrainian president say it, you might come up with a different impression. President Zelensky, have you felt any pressure from President Trump to investigate Joe Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? I think you read everything. So you, I think you read text. I, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I don't want to be involved to democratic open elections of USA. No, you heard that we had, uh, I think, good uh, phone call. It was normal. We spoke about many things, and I. So, so I think, and you read it that nobody pushed it, pushed me. Yes. In other words, no pressure. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I I don't want to contradict uh, the president, but I I don't think the translation of that was no pressure. (laughs) That man seemed like he was under intense pressure. (laughs) I mean, he actually said the line, I don't want to get involved. I mean, (laughs) that's not a comfortable phrase you ever say when you're just comfortable. How are you feeling? I don't want to get involved. (laughs) I'm so comfortable. You can't ask him that question in front of Trump. It's like asking the hostage how he's being treated while the kidnapper is right next to him. <laughs> oh, how are they treating me? Oh, it's, um, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, uh, last night they even gave me toilet paper. I love it here. <laughs> can't ask him in front of Trump, man. <laughs> so, the whistleblower's complaint accuses Trump of pressuring the Ukrainians while Trump and his people say they did nothing wrong and that the call he made to Ukraine was completely fine. In fact, Trump himself said, it was perfect, completely fine, the most perfect call ever made of all time. (laughs) But here's the thing. If there was nothing shady about that call, then why did the White House staff work so hard to make sure that it never saw the light of day? 
This whistleblower was hearing from people inside the White House. These White House officials told me this information were deeply disturbed by what had transpired in the phone call. And then he details how there was an effort to lock down the phone call to make it sure that only a very limited number of people would have access to it. So they put it on a separate, basically a separate server. Yeah, they took um, it outside the normal channels and put it into a channel that is normally reserved for, for highly the, classified, the most highly uh, classified information. You see, now that's, that's hella suspicious. Because if the call was so perfect, <laughs> why do Trump's people want to get rid of it immediately? That's something you only do when you're trying to hide shady shit. Like if you came home from school and your parents told you that grandpa died of natural causes and we threw his body in the river, you would have some follow-up questions. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, why'd you throw it away? It, well, it was natural. We're just, we're just like, grandpa needs to go now, like right now, <laughs> right now. So basically, White House officials heard the phone call and then moved the record of it from its normal computer to a more private server so that nobody would see it. And yes, this is a new scandal about a private server. Hashtag throwback Thursday. <laughs> it, uh... <laughs> really is interesting. Wouldn't it be nice if this was the meet-cute that brought Trump and Hillary together, you know? <laughs> like, he just calls her up like, I finally understand you, crooked Hillary. <laughs> We're the same. But the biggest revelation, the biggest revelation about this private server isn't just that it contains the phone calls with Trump and Ukraine. It's that it might contain many more. The complaint adds that this was, quote, not the first time White House officials used an extra secured server meant for classified and especially sensitive information. That means calls with other world leaders mm -hmm. were set aside, covered up. Who are those other world leaders? That's right. Who are these other leaders? What are the conversations? We thought this was just a Ukraine story, but that secret server could contain multiple conversations Trump doesn't want anybody to hear. And nobody has access to those calls, so there's no way to find out. Or at least there was no way to find out. Because you see, The Daily Show has a secret spy <laughs> deep inside the White House, Melania. And thanks to that spy, <laughs> we've been able to get our hands on a few of those embarrassing calls. Yeah, this is Angela Merkel. Angela, if you don't help me win my re-election, I'm gonna tell everyone Hitler was German. Welcome to Popeye's, may I take your order? Mr. Popeye, if you don't let me try that new spicy chicken sandwich, I'm gonna declare you a terrorist organization. Dad, it's my birthday. Just tell me you love me. I'm too busy. Come on. Fine. I love you. Put this call on the private server. No one can ever know this happened. <laughs> Not good, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to The Daily Show. Donald Trump and the Democrats are heading toward an impeachment showdown. But will it turn out to be a blockbuster like the movie Avatar, or will it turn out to be a total waste of our time like the movie Avatar? <laughs> well, to help break it down, we turn to our senior impeachment analyst, Desi Lydic, everybody. <laughs> Desi. What do you think this whistleblower complaint means for Donald Trump's presidency? Uh, Trevor, this whole thing has me so mad. Look, if these allegations are true, then our president, and forgive me for using the N-word here, is a complete nincompoop. 
Oh, you had me nervous for a second. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think everyone is angry that the president abused his power like this. Okay, take it easy, Maddow. I'm mad because our dipshit president can't even get impeached right. He's wasting his one impeachment on taking down Joe Biden. Joe Biden will take down Joe Biden. The guy's already gaffed himself out of two elections. Look, when it comes to Biden, all you have to do is just wait it out and he'll go away. You know, he's like a cold or my parole officer. That guy is so obsessed with me. Actually, I think that's legal. So, so wait, Desi, you, you don't think Trump abused his power? Well, no, if anything, he didn't abuse it enough. Look, you only get one impeachment. You gotta make it count. Presidents used to understand that. Andrew Johnson defied Congress. Richard Nixon had the Saturday Night Massacre. Bill Clinton got a BJ in the Oval Office. <laughs> Head, mouth candy, the old Pac-Man. Pac-Man? Yeah, you know. Okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. Okay. My point is, Trevor, Trump has blown it. He might get impeached for gossiping on the phone like a little bitch. I mean, it's a waste of a wonderful opportunity. It's like when I gave my husband a hall pass and he used it to kiss Karen from the PTA. Karen, you know what I use my hall pass for? I murder Pierce Brosnan. Okay, Desi, that is insane. I know, Karen! From the PTA. Desi Lydic, everyone, we'll be right back. I think you made it My guest tonight is an actor who stars in the critically acclaimed NBC series, The Good Place. She's also an activist and a founder of the I Way movement. Please welcome Jamila Jamil. Yeah. Welcome to The Daily Show. That they stood up. That's nice. They do it for everyone, I know. No, they stand up because some people are here because they just want to see you. They don't even care about me. <laughs> some of the people are offended that I speak until you come out. They're just like, just get to Jamila. That's all Fair we're enough, here for. Mate. Fair yeah, enough. that's all. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And congratulations on what is it, season three now? Season four of The Good Place. Mm -hmm. That's starting that started tonight. Yes, it's yeah. the final season. Congratulations. I love the premise of the show because it's basically like a world, it's like the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And then some people are in hell, some people are in heaven, but then some people have been mixed up on where they should be. Where do you think you would be? The good place or, no, I'm saying like- I'm an actress, I would go straight to hell. <laughs> where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes money this way? <laughs> yeah. You think you'd be in hell? Yeah, where are you going? Well, I see you there? Uh... <laughs> I think I'll get into heaven because of my mom. I think my mom has prayed enough that 
They'll be like, yeah, she's got a plus one. Come on in, come on in. That's probably what it'll be for me. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I like how you're, like, you're waiting for me. Oh, Trevor. Okay, Trev, yeah. Um, the show the show has been really popular. You just like got a got an interesting vibe about it, like what the story is. But you have become really popular on the show, not just because of your character, but because of the backstory. Because this is your first acting gig. Mm-hmm. You were a teacher. Mm-hmm. No, I was a teacher, then a TV host. So I used to do what you do. Okay. Um, for less money. Yes. Uh, and I then moved to America. Didn't know what I was going to do. Oh, so you were getting paid in pounds. Yeah. So maybe it's more money. Well, but I carry mean, it's on. Kind of the same now because of the economy. <laughs> well, but, that's yeah. Brexit, not my fault. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I, uh, yeah, I moved here to be a writer, and I, I got uh, an agent based off a script that I wrote, and that same agent was also representing people at The Good Place, and right. they said, we need a Pakistani, overly tall, annoying Englishwoman. <laughs> off you go. <laughs> and I went to the audition, and I got it. Yeah, but you, you've really connected on the show. You, 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 have a, you have a vibe about you. One thing I have heard a lot of people say, not just from the show, but in real life, is they go, I'm like, Jamila is one of the funniest... No, they go, Jamila is one of the fun... I don't read comments on YouTube. I'm talking about in real life. People no, go, Jamila... they just Jamila's... say I'm a slut. <laughs> they go, Jamila is one of the funniest people you will ever meet, but she is also one of the most, like, what people would say, woke people you will ever meet at the same time. Right. Right? Like, how did that journey begin? How do you go... Like, we all grow up in the world that we grow up in. Yeah. Right? I always say to people, like, I think wokeness is learned. I don't think anyone just wakes up and they're just like, this is how the world works. Yeah. It's been a journey for you. Where did it begin? Uh, it's probably around 19 years old. That's when I started activism and uh, started in activism, rather. And it's just been an on... Like, it's just an ongoing journey. It's an upwards... Like, it's an uphill struggle, I guess. Like, you know, it's something that you're constantly learning in. No one is perfectly woke. No one knows all of the answers. Everything is constantly updating around us in humanity, and we right. need to update alongside it. And so I'm just... I call myself a feminist in progress because I consider myself never fully formed. And I think that that helps me know that I always have more to do, more to learn. Oh, wow. And I can always be and do better. So, you know... <laughs> you may... You may refer to yourself as a feminist in, in progress, but a lot of people see you as a face of what they would call the body positivity movement, but you don't see yourself that way. No, that movement is not for me. That movement was designed for women who are discriminated against, like, in, in front of doctors and in our society because of their size. That, that is a... It's a must-have movement for those people. I am slender, so I'm not discriminated against because of my size. I actually believe in body liberation and body neutrality. Like, I, I believe in just not thinking about your body, and I have the luxury of being able to do that because I'm not being constantly persecuted for my size. So I am someone who used to have an eating disorder, I still have bod body dysmorphia, and I just manage to get more things done in my day when I'm not thinking about my figure. I can't stand in front of a mirror and say, oh, I love my thighs, I love my cellulite. I can just not think about them and think about my bank account and yeah. orgasms, you know? <laughs> Did you say, think about my bank account and orgasms? Yeah. And, like, world peace. And like, yeah. No, no, it's just... Yeah. I just think there's a business opportunity here where you, you sell people mirrors that don't show them themselves, just show you, like, a bank balance going up. Yeah. And, and then, like, their last orgasm. Let's do it, man. Yeah. We can just do it. We can make... We yeah. just sell as an app. You can make a lot of money. Yeah. It, it is... It is interesting that you say feminist in progress, mm -hmm. because it does feel like we're in a world now where everyone 
wants to be heard, rightfully so, mm-hmm. but then the conversations around it can become so visceral and, you know, like, no one wants to listen in and around these conversations. You've been very quick to, to just take it. If someone says, hey, Jamila, you didn't include these people in your conversation or you've excluded these people in this conversation, you just go, like, yes, I'm sorry, I'll include them, and then I move on. Does it ever get tiring to do that? Or, like, like how did you decide to take that approach? No, like, I only have the freedom that I have now because other people before me fought for women of color to be given opportunities that I'm now able to benefit from. From. So, no, I never tire of being corrected if I'm wrong. You know, I've, like, I have more to learn, and, I, and I'm grateful that people don't patronize me and they think that I can take the criticism. Right. And I can, and I think that the thing that we are sometimes searching for in our society is moral purity, and you're just never going to find that. All you can find is progress and not perfection. And so that's what we should all be striving towards. You know, if we, if we completely cut people down every time that they show their ignorance or they make a mistake or they have a mistake from 10 years ago, then people are going to feel like there's no value in learning or progressing whatsoever because you're punished forever for the sin that you no longer stand by. So, you know, if you haven't done irrevocable harm, I think you should be allowed the opportunity to learn and grow and do better. And so, you know, 10 years ago, I was... <laughs> but eight years ago, seven years ago, 10 years ago, I was problematic in my thinking. And there were loads of things that I didn't know and didn't understand and right. thought I was right about. And had I been cancelled at that time, I would never have gone on to become someone who now spends all of their life fighting for women's rights and the rights of people who are marginalized and who is now being able to, you know, get Instagram and Facebook to change their global policies to protect young people. That, that's a so huge thing. thank God thing. I didn't get cancelled. Right, that, that's I, a huge I got thing. Tell, but tell us more about that. No, this is, this is, really, this is a really powerful, uh, you know, movement that you spearheaded, and that was you got the social media companies to change how they viewed what advertising... Uh, people were able to see under the age of 18? Because you, you've been very vocal against, like, people who advertise, like, those tummy teas. Don't know what you mean. And the, uh, <laughs> the tummy teas and, the, like, all those, like, super diet fads. They're laxatives. Like... They're all laxatives. You just shit fire. Is that it. what they are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you don't shit again for several days afterwards, and then you need more. It's just bad. Oh. Sexy. But I've but seen... But bad. the people have, like, a flat tummy when they do it. They'll, like, yeah. have the tea, and they go, like, look at my tummy, and then, like, they have the tea. Yeah, they're photoshopped, surgically enhanced tummy. Fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> but... I thought the cheese. <laughs> so, anyway... No, but, there, unfortunately, there are a lot of impressionable young people who don't know that the tea is a scam. They don't know that a lot of these ideas are scams. Yes. You went out to the social media companies and you said it's your job to do something. What are they doing? Uh, so, they have made it impossible for minors, anyone under the 18, age of 18, to see cosmetic surgery procedures being sold or any kind of diet or detox products. It just will not come up on your feed. And uh, if you are over 18 and you don't want to see these things and you see that people are selling, like, false claims, like, lose 300 pounds in five minutes if you yes. just drink this, like, I don't know, banana... Right, that's, like... Yeah. That would be, like, <laughs> a piranha drink. It was, yeah, like, you know, drink, drink these piranhas. piranhas. Yeah, you, know, you drink piranhas and they uh, eat so, you yeah, and you exactly. lose everything. And yes. so you can report those and they get taken down. So Instagram and Facebook also, these two, like, huge corporations, are most importantly making a stand against... Because we've, like, hyper-normalised this culture of celebrities yes. and influencers just being able to sell, like, everything other than heroin injected into your eyes freely on the internet to their really young followers. And so what we needed was the powers that be to say no, we do not accept this. And so I've only... This is just the start of what I'm doing. Like, next, I'm moving on to legislation because we need to get this stuff off the market and away from children. I'm someone who took these products and I will never get my full health back. And so I'm damned if this is going to happen again 20 years later. Wow. I think... I think... I'm going to see you in heaven. 
I'm just putting it out there. The final season of The Good Place airs Thursdays at 9 p.m. on NBC. Jamila Jamil, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.